You're listening to The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle. Hi, Sean. Nailed it. Yeah, that's right. You heard him. <laughs> Welcome to the Tuesday Club podcast, a landmark Tuesday Club podcast, because this is a new era of Tuesday Club. Why is that, Kyle Reese? Well, we've only gone and bagged one of the greats from rugby in its history to be one of the new hosts of the show. Yeah, and we are broadcasting this episode from his fantastic... What do we call it? Boudoir, cinema room, den, duck shed, whatever you want to call it. It's the one and only Shane Williams. Hey, guys. You need to sort that jingle out, do me. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> well, we've recorded that, so it's new now. Oh, yeah. That's right, Dan. Okay. I, th- I think you've done pretty well in that as well. Are, yeah. you, uh, are you happy with the logo? Have you seen it? Yeah, I am. Yeah, my years are hidden, which is always a bonus. Uh, them caricatures of me have always got massive hideous years. And yeah, it's quite it's quite funny actually. So I'm I am actually happy with it. It's uh, it's up there with the grog, isn't it? We gotta give a good shout out there to Brad from Brad Sketchpad for doing them. He did the original one, obviously of me and Sean. And then before we announced the massive Shane Williams coming on the show, I said, "Look, we've got a new co-host. Please can you add him in?" And fair play to him, Brad. Thank you. We done it straight away. And yeah, I thought uh, it, it was pretty good. To be honest. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Yeah, nice did, one, Brad. He's top man. Take the mic. That's brilliant. <laughs> Caricature. So, Shane, why did you agree to come on a Tuesday Club as a as a co-host? I mean, I suppose it's because if Tom Shanklin and James Hook can do it, then you can do it. It, I just thought you boys were coming around to watch a film, <laughs> uh, to be honest. And then he borrowed this equipment with me and then he wrote me in. That's why the jingle isn't ready for me. But uh, no, look, I've, I've been watching you guys performing and uh, I've enjoyed it. I've been wa- watching and listening to the podcast. And uh, like you say, if James Hook and people like Tom Shanklin, especially James Haskell has got his own one, then <laughs> I need to get involved. You know what I mean? Well, there's some serious envy going on from Kyle and I, yeah, mate, because uh, as you know, Tuesday Club, we talk rugby, yes, we have great rugby guests, but it's all about entertainment as well. People who like films, theatre, you know, TV, and we're in this fantastic room. You've created, it's called a duck shed, because it was a duck shed, but you've got a gym next door there. For those people watching on YouTube, yeah. state-of-the-art gym, and this is fantastic, mate. I mean, God. Oh, mate, as an yeah. actor walking in here, obviously when we approached Williams Manor, you know, I was going to say Bruce Manor, but you know, you're the Batman <laughs> of Armanford. Yeah. Walking in this room and seeing all the, the memorabilia you've got from films, Goonies, Only Fools, you've got... Uh, you Roadhouse on the side. That's, that's Dalt, one of the best films ever. Dalton, uh, this, is a bit, this is a bit graphic, but the bit where he rips out uh, the guy's voice box out, it's like, yeah. uh, he's got that special move. Have it, have it. It's just, this is like an actor's dream. This is... I think the first thing I said was just like walking into MTV Cribs, so fair play to you. It's, yeah. it's, it's marvellous. Can I move in? Yeah, Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> when we've asked people about favourite films and stuff, and Kyle asked me uh, well, many episodes ago, and, and Roadhouse was in my top three, wasn't it, Kyle? It was indeed, yeah. There it yeah. is, on the wall. Burt Reynolds, another hero of mine. No, he'd, he'd be one of my favourite actors, Burt, there. Um, whether it's Cannonball Run, Smokey and the Bandit, Hooper... You name it, yeah. he was class. So it was gutted yeah. when he went. But Mean uh, Machine, Longest Yard, yeah. Mean Machine, the original. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what was the yeah, what, what was the film he was in? And they they remade it. Uh, there was about two boys in the car, the famous car. It was in like, oh, you hey, hey, how's it going, y'all? Yeah, you know that, all that. That was Cannonball Run, wasn't it? No, no. It was uh, there was like two brothers, and he was in the original film, and then they brought him back like they do with Burt Reynolds and put him in the new remake. As one of the old oh, wow. Dukes of Hazard. Oh, was he? Yeah, Dukes, that's right. Dukes, Dukes of, Hazard. of Hazard. That's it. That's it. Daisy Duke. Oh, yeah. Growing up, that was. Uh, what was, was the one with Demi Moore as well? That was a good one. Not because of him, for obvious reasons. Striptease. Yeah. Pretty much for. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That was pretty good. He was, played a great oh, part in that. I and think. another good one Deliverance. Oh. <laughs> 
I tell you, was uh, Angelina Jolie's father's a good enough film as well. Uh, yeah. I can't remember his name though. Vaughn something uh, Vaughn. No, uh, he's he's brilliant in um, Ray Donovan. Robert Duval. No, Rob, no, no, Robert Duval. Oh, he'll come to us. He's he's in uh, Ray Donovan. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's in Anaconda as well. But that, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> But there we got Shaun of the Dead over there. We uh, got obviously Only Fools and Horses, the the classic yeah. scene where he falls through the bar, and the Batman and Robin when Goonies. That's one of your favourites, isn't it? Yeah, that's again up there with Roadhouse that and Goonies, one of the one of my top films. I, I just want to make our listeners aware that uh, I did have to do the truffle shuffle before I entered Williams Manor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him that. No, I'll have all hate mail again. No, no I'm not a cruel. And besides, you you half the man you used to be. Look at the size of you. Oh, I've got that. I got that man to thank over there and um you know my missus amy for cooking all the meals but uh yeah, yeah he's uh, he's got me training and i feel good keto is yeah it's treating me well i've got to ask do you feel better than you did on that bike ride remember when mm. you did for vlinder cancer that was tough wasn't it i could i could have a serious illness and i'd feel better than i did on that bike <laughs> is, that, ride. is that the ride when you were crying at the, t- at the top of a hill that is correct Correct. What, what's happening? What goes on to us stays on to us. Well, it's uh, gone up the window with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you were crying. It was, was hard. That was Mate, tough. I, I was, was only tough. crying because, if you remember, Shane, well, you've done it the week before us. We got to the big Sir Lodges. It was like, no signal on the phones for two days. And then uh, in the morning, they were like, um, all right, we had one of the one of the guides with us. And they said, oh, we've got to get up now. It's like 4.30 in the morning. And I didn't sleep very well because I was in agony every single day. She goes, right, we're going, we've got to meet them right at the top of the hotel. And we're like, right, okay. And this... Get to the top was a cycle yeah. in itself. It was a hill. It was a really steep yeah. hill, right? So we got to the top and we're like, where is everyone? Oh, they're all down the bottom by the entrance having breakfast. So I was raging already. And then when we started that day, it was like three hours of just uphill. Yeah, that was horrendous. And it was like Shane used to go out in the second group because obviously they blasted it. They're all athletes. I'd go out in the first group. And then I had like, you know, fair play to some of the, the people on there who were at a, you know, a senior age. They absolutely smoked me as well. And I just remember pulling over about three or four times and getting off the bike and going, oh, I'm just waiting for the truck. I can't. And then I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm not going to do that. And then the last time, no signal after this point or before this point, no signal. All of a sudden my phone went ping. I looked at it and my best mate and Amy had got all the family and the friends to do a little video compilation. Well done. And I burst into tears. <laughs> Honest to God. Jumped on the bike and then they got me through. And then later in the day, Shane and um, Becky James or Becky North, now they, they lied to me. Every corner. It was a misty day. Every corner. Oh, this is the last corner, Kyle. One more. And then it was like nine more. It was the only way to get you through it, really. But uh, fair play to But you. I appreciate it. I fair, fair play to you. You've done a sterling job. We're doing another big one next September, aren't we? Three canyons, ending up in Vegas. It'll be a tough one. <laughs> Vegas is going to be tough, isn't it? And if, if and my past uh, trips sh- have been anything to go by. We should say that last week you did uh, a great ride for uh, a friend of ours, Matthew J. Watkins, who sadly passed away. Yeah. Uh, how was that? Must have had a good time. Oh, we had a great time. And, and Matthew was on that ride, wasn't he? Um, uh, the one we done in California with Kyle and oh, what a top top man, great player and yeah, it was it was his birthday so uh, a lot of his mates and and a lot of the boys decided to do a just I think it was over it was a hundred eight mile cycle stopping off in all the clubs he's played in in Wales and um, and having a few beers in Oakdale to celebrate his birthday and his life so yeah it was nice we raised a lot of money for charity for Valindra Cancer Centre and um, it was an absolute pleasure to uh, to do it for him yeah. top man. Good. Mate, back on telly, me and you, Premier Sports, last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Enjoyed it? Bit weird, wasn't it? Uh, it's, it is weird because, one, there's no crowd there. Um, unfortunately, there's not much crowd at the Liberty any time, to be fair. But um, 
no, it's it, it's a strange atmosphere. You can hear the refs a lot. You can hear the boys talking to each other on the field there. And when you've got a capacity stadium of 30,000 and there's only about 10 people there, it's mm. really weird. But look, it's it's good to be back working, isn't it? It's um, probably, God, probably the day before Wales were meant to play Scotland was the last time I, I was involved in rugby and did a proper day's work, yeah, really. Me so too. Um, it was great. It was good to be back and see some of the boys and girls that I work with and um, watch some good games as well. Some of them not so good, but... Yeah. Uh, but some some good what, games and good performances. What's it like being in the stadium? Obviously, we've talked about this on the podcast before with various people about when you've got you know the show director in your year and you know you've got to try and speak to somebody and listen to somebody at the same time. But what's it like now with nobody in the stadiums having to listen to that man screaming his head off when he's commentated? Can you get a word in? Can you think straight? Oh, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> uh, look, it's it's hard anyway because you know when you when you become a commentator. Um, you know, you don't train for it. You know, you're asked to do it, and uh, and you're basically thrown in the deep end. And one of my first games commentating was uh, Italy. God, we're talking five, six years ago, and it was only because Andrew Cotter went down with food poisoning, literally, in the stadium in Rome. So I had to run up there, and I I said to Jiffy, I said, Jiffy, you know, what what the hell do we talk about? And he goes, oh, I'm got a clue. <laughs> I said, Jiffy, you've been doing it for twenty years. <laughs> so me and Jiffy just talked absolute nonsense and I had the director in my ear and they had the producer, the referee, you could hear the noise of the crowd around you obviously and they could hear the players and I was like, Oh my god, this is one of the hardest things I've had to do. But you just you just get used to it and you know, initially sometimes you work with people who are great who can kind of get you on to on, on to say something or bring you in. Then you, you do work with some people. I remember working with Brian Moore and um, every time I went to say something, he'd go like that to me. Shh. So I was like, <laughs> oh, hold on, I haven't said a word for 25 minutes. Like, it's the Brian Moore show. So, um, so you know, it's it, but you, you do get used to it and, and you work with some fantastic commentators that, that help you, you know, so I've been, I've been very lucky. I, I feel like I've prepared for it all my life because ever, ever since I can remember, I was one of those kids. I love anything with a ball, a bat, you know, anything. I watched it all. I was one of those ones who got up and watched, I was 13, every single event of the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics on telly. I would get up for a test match and watch every ball. I'd draw a circle, which was the field, and every run that was scored, I'd draw a line. I'd listen on the radio. I had a black and white TV in my room, which sports night on a Wednesday night was on with Harry Carpenter. You didn't so, have a girlfriend to do for I a long time. <laughs> for a long time. And I, I just, I feel like I'd prepared for it all my life because I'd listened and I loved it all and this, that and the other. So... And Shane will tell you, as a coach, you're talking all the time. You know, you suck your own voice. But, you know, I do get excited when I commentate. I'm quite passionate about it. You yep. spend a lot of time watching and preparing and thinking. And then something happens. I don't know. I just get a bit carried away. But it was quite funny in the first game because they've, they've been pumping through this crowd noise. And at the Ospreys game, it was quite a, a, a drone. It was just like all game, you know. Must have been really annoying for the viewer. And he and they told us this time round they want us to try and be ourselves a little bit more, you know, just put a bit of banter in. And he there was the incident I think it was the George and all sending off and Shane turns to me and he goes, um my goodness, the joking crowd again a bit feisty <laughs> Were. I don't think they must have pressed the volume up or something on the uh, on the old machine. Uh, and I said, to be fair, they've they've shouted all game. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's, it's not easy though, is it? It's um, it, it sounds easy when you say, look, that's all you got to do is talk about a game. I, I'm not a commentator, you know. I I when I watch a game, I'm talking as if I was sat in a pub watching it with you, and I you know I, I don't try and overcomplicate it. When I played, I just played it as a simple game. A lot of the stuff I done off the cuff. 
and a lot of the stuff is still you know I didn't understand and still don't understand really because it's a complex game rugby but if you just for me it's just like just pretend you're in a pub watching it you're having a chat without the swearing and all the other stuff that comes with it and you get through it and, and, and that's what I do you don't have to over elaborate on anything you try and t- teach people what is happening on the field as well because it is a complex yeah. game especially when new rules come in or, mm. or now the refs are interpreting the breakdowns or the scrums differently it is it is difficult but for me I'm just watching a game and enjoying it with my mate and we're having a little chat about it and well, that's, I'm hoping that's, that's how it should work. As a fan of watching, like obviously I've grown up watching you on TV playing, I've grown up watching you on Scrum 5 and now commentating and the, and the rest of it. So Don't break my chair. <laughs> I know, I've just leaned there. <laughs> and the chair, I think it's, I'm sitting on a transformer over <laughs> here. Um, we don't get these types of chairs in Port Talbot, you see. <laughs> um, but the, it, is, it is a difficult thing. And just doing this podcast and listening to the people we've had on and now you talking... You know, someone like me would think, oh, it's easy to just go and sit there and, and chat about what's happening in front of you. But I understand it's, it's a lot different. I want to talk about, you said, uh, Andrew Carter there. Now, there's been some voices of rugby over the years. And um, I just want to come back to those voiceovers that he did for his dogs. Oh, Have you seen brilliant. them? Olive and Pearl. Is it Olive and Pearl? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's doing voiceovers. And I think there was another fella who started doing it with um, the mums walking their, their babies in the park. Yeah. That, that those videos were brilliant and I think he's wrote a book about it he, as well he's a funny man he is a he's funny a dry man. funny he is man he's very very sharp he could very easily be a comedian he's a well almost Jimmy Carr about him really but a, <laughs> yeah. a little bit more he's, he just post, correct. he posted one last week it was just his dog snoring and it was just hilarious like you know it was really great it was but anyway look delighted we got you on mate and uh, to, to, be, to be part of the Tuesday club it means that our following is going to go through the roof and it's quite apt really that in your first uh, podcast as a co-host uh, we've got a special guest on who actually you are his idol and uh, he's going to be something we're pretty sure playing at Gloucester now he had uh, his first involvement in the Welsh squad uh, I think it was in the Six Nations wasn't it so uh, didn't didn't start any games didn't even get involved with the squad but coming up on the Tuesday Club interviewed by Kyle myself and the one and only Shane Williams we're going to have Lewis Rees-Samit Well, I'm delighted to say now, joining us on the Tuesday Club, Shane Williams' first Tuesday Club episode as a co-host, we've got the one and only Lewis Rees-Samit. Lewis, thanks very much for joining us, taking the time out. How are things with you, boy? You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. Form's good. You picked up where you left off, that's for sure. Yes, it's not too bad. Um, Obviously, I couldn't play last game, which is a bit frustrating, but um, we got a big game this weekend, so hopefully I can... uh, Score another try. <laughs> well, you've got a pretty good record at the moment, to be fair to you. Now, before we, uh, before Shane asks you some questions, because uh, you've been playing 15 as well, which is something we want to talk to you about. Uh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure you want to ask Shane some questions as well. But let's talk about your t shirt. Um, you're an ambassador for a, a brilliant uh, awareness charity called Sporting Minds UK, um, yeah. which can be found at www.sportingmindsuk.org. Now, let me, let me read out some key messages because uh, it's, it's a uh, something that's very close to your heart as a young athlete, a young elite athlete. You know, Sporting Minds UK 
Uh, they've launched a new campaign raising £10,000 between now and November 2020 to provide mental health support for 100 young sports people, having already helped 200 already since the launch last November and contributed to the wider conversation around mental health in sport, which you know all of us really know, not just in sport, but Kyle will know from the entertainment world. And the goal is to raise £10,000 between now and the charity's first anniversary on the 25th of November. You're an ambassador for that. You know how passionate yeah. are you about this this charity? Yeah, um, it's mental health is a very um, it's a very important thing to to make sure you're you're kind of looking after, um, especially in young athletes, because you want to address these problems um, as early as possible to prolong your career. Um, so I say it's, it is a massive thing in sport nowadays, um, and a lot of people have, are starting to struggle with it and. Sporting Minds is here just to, you know, help help the, the people who need it. Yeah, I think it, it, it's something in y- young people as well, isn't it? And to have someone like yourself as an ambassador who can speak about it, because that's half the problem sometimes, isn't it? It's, it's just speaking about it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously you've, you've, you've got a lot of followers now on Twitter and Instagram. I'm one of them as well, by the way. So, um, Same. you know, yeah, hands up. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, you've got you, you inspire a lot of people. So, especially at a very young age as well. So, for you to do something like this, is, it's it's very big and noble of you, really. But uh, how's it all been going? Though, how's the you know, how do you kind of get on and do the training and stuff, and have to do deal with things? I like guess at a, at a very young age. Uh, it's not it's not much of a problem to be honest. Um, I'm finishing training about two o'clock, and then. I'm, I've got my time off then, so whenever someone is in, in need or, or wants to chat, I'm, you know, I'm always there for, for a chat. And yes, it's, it's the past few months, especially in lockdown, I can imagine a lot of people are, are struggling with their mental health because obviously in this, this, you haven't been able to, uh, to train as hard, you haven't, we haven't had the facilities. Um, but yes, it's going well and the, the charity is raising um, a lot of money to, to um, well, they're raising a lot of money for this new campaign, and uh, it's all going well, yeah. Well, mate, we'll plug it, you know, and the social media hashtags, if you like, is at Sporting Minds UK. So follow on Instagram, on Twitter, follow Lewis Free Summit, so because he'll no doubt be <laughs> posting about that. It's a great thing that you're doing. You're right, you know, yeah, young people, Shane, particularly in where, where Lewis is now, he's just made his first international squad. The hype you will know all around the Wales camp, the Six yeah. Nations. Sometimes, you know, he might be a little bit sheltered from it because, you know, when he gets back on and he gets a red jersey yeah. and he scores that try, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit different for him. You know, how, what did you experience? Yeah, f- for me, a little bit different. I was a bit, bit greener than than yourself. I think I've got to be honest. You know, and and I was at an, an older age. I'd come from amateur rugby within less than twelve months of playing amateur rugby division four mud up to my knees getting chased around by a tight head proper on the field there within 12 months i was i was in the welsh squad you know and i gotta yeah. be honest i crapped myself i was yeah. petrified of of being there with players that i'd only seen on telly scott quinnell rob howley neil jenkins alan bateman all of a sudden i'm training with them and i always used to think you know am i good enough to be here you know how how can they choose me after just 12 months of rugby but I think what I see with you is you, you've obviously come through the through the schools and the, and the college and everything as well, and you've hit yeah. the Gallagher Premiership, you know, flat out. You know, you've got this confidence yeah. that I probably, the last time I saw confidence in a young player was probably someone like George North, 
in his first yeah. his first game for Wales, he scores two tries. No, I have yeah. no, I have no doubt, and I, I I like I like the way you play. I like you're a little bit cocky, a little bit arrogant in the way you play. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And if you can bring that and develop that into the Welsh training setup, and then you know have your first cap, yeah. which I think you should have had in the Six Nations, if I'm honest. Yeah. I think you're going to be fine, and um, it's you know it's it's quite encouraging and humbling to see how you've taken it all on board. And you know you're rip, you're ripping the Gallagher. And I sound like a hell of a fan, yeah, don't I? <laughs> Wait till I start yeah. talking, mate. Wait till I start talking. <laughs> what I'm trying to say probably is, look, you 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 that's all. You don't change anything in in what you're doing at the moment. You play with confidence. You know you you, you back your speed, you back your pace. And when you get that chance to play for Wales, you do exactly the same. It's the reason yep. you're getting selected is because of what you're doing for Gloucester. So I have yeah. no doubt that when you get this opportunity, you know, you're going to take it with both hands. And uh, all the best to you on that. How does that feel, Lewis, to get that from, uh, which is well documented, one of your heroes? I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I got, I got a bit teary there no, as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's obviously amazing. Um it's all come quite fast for me and uh, I'm just trying to take it as it comes, every opportunity. Um, I'm, as soon as I get on the pitch, I'm just trying to score tries, try and help the team. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's been a weird, you know, 12 months for me. Um, playing in, in the A-League and then play, making my Premiership debut and then all of a sudden I'm, I don't know how, but I'm getting picked for, for the Wales uh, Six Nations squad. Um, it, it all feels a bit surreal. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm loving everything at the moment. Um, loving playing rugby and, and scoring try. I wanted, I wanted to ask you. Like, nice to meet you, mate. I'm I'm fanboy and I am every rugby player I meet. I fanboy over um, more than you, Shane. I feel. But I just wanted to ask you uh, a question, which you just answered there uh, about how surreal it was to be going through all of this in such a sport, short space of time. Um, the the one thing is, is can you? change your name to Zamit Reese so I can tell everyone that we're related. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, how, how, how was it, obviously, going from Gloucester and being on such great form and then you, all of a sudden you're in the public eye and, like Shane said, your, your socials are going up in followers every day and then you get that call, you know, come and train with us, you're in the squad for the Six Nations. I was a big campaigner, Sean, if you remember. I was so angry that... They didn't pick you. I wanted you in the first game, starting against Italy, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. Baptism of fire type of thing. But what, what what does that feel like, that whole array of emotions and being picked for the international side? Uh, I was trying to just keep my head down and, and not really concentrate on the social media side. I just needed to keep keep enjoying my rugby and keep, uh, keep helping Gloucester out. And then when I did get that phone call and I got into camp, it was kind of just like, try and learn from these players and use his experience. Um, obviously, I didn't get picked, which is annoying. But when I came back to Gloucester, I was using the experience I learned from all the wingers, all the players. Um, and I just tried to put it in, in each game. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a very, sur very surreal moment when I did get the call. And I, I definitely wasn't expecting it. I, th I think you've done the right thing as well. You know, could we... With your form you were showing at Gloucester, you could very easily have thought, right, I'm in the Welsh squad now. I should be playing on the weekend. On you know, yeah. if, if form is the selection process. But what was good to see is that you know you didn't throw your toys out the pram. You weren't picked. A lot of people no. wanted to pick you, but you showed great character and strength. And you came back and thought, right, okay, I have learned. I've learned a lot from this yeah. kind of experience. You went back to Gloucester and you still did the business. Now the coaches yeah. would have looked at that and said. 
oh, this, this this kid's got his head screwed on. You know, he could very easily have gone gone back to Gloucester, thrown his toys out the pram, tried a little bit too much in training and in uh, during games, and you know it could it can affect your performance really. But what's encouraging to yeah. see, and I'm sure Pivak and Steve and uh, and the rest of them going to go. Well, actually, do you know this guy's even though he's a young guy, he's quite mature. He's proven yeah. now that he, you know, he can take that kind of knockback because it is a knockback. Because everyone, yeah. you know, you're in that environment, you're watching the guys getting selected, you're watching them getting their shirts presented to them. It's frustrating. I've been there myself, yeah. but you know what you've done is is right, I think, and and very noble. So um, you're gonna get your chance, mate. Let's let's all be honest. You, everyone in this room, knows you get your chance. You bide your time, and when you do yeah. get it take it with both hands and that that's all yeah. I can say did you have yeah. any feedback Lewis from camp yeah uh, yeah so at the very start of the camp I had a chat with um, with Wayne Pivak and he just said kind of like just try and come here and, and learn from each player if you do get picked then obviously it's a privilege to, to wear the Welsh jersey but I knew, I wasn't really expecting I wasn't expecting too much so I knew that I kind of had to go in there with a mindset of just try and learn. If you don't get picked, it's not a worry. Um, hopefully, I'll get my chance soon. And yeah, I've just come back to Gloucester. I'm trying to play my best rugby, and hopefully, I'll get selected for the for the autumn. Well, mate, you keep doing what you're doing, and that's uh, a foregone conclusion. Can I ask as many of our followers, listeners, why Gloucester? Uh, so I went to Hartbury College uh, when I was 16, and I left the Blues 16s Academy because. It was it was confusing. I couldn't do both, um, and I just fancied like a fresh start. Um, all the coaches up at, at the Hartbury were, you know, they welcomed me with both arms. Um, and then a couple of weeks into Hartbury, I got picked up by Gloucester Gloucester's Academy, and um, that was quite a big thing for me. Um, and it all it all came from from Hartbury College and and going up there and trying to trying to play rugby, um, and trying to play good rugby rather. Um, so that's probably why why I ended up playing for Gloucester. Do you know what? Um, Whoever started that Harpery College thing, he was sharp. I wonder who it was. Uh, you know, whoever, <laughs> whoever was. was the first director of rugby at Harpery College and Gloucester, he was he was a smart. If, cookie, if you do say so yourself. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Lewis, it was me. I was my statue up there. Is it, can you polish my statue when you? <laughs> oh, you you wouldn't lace his boots up, no boy. Oh, you're right. It's in the river. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously uh, we do a little bit of entertainment me being the actor these two being the rugby boffins yeah. uh, obviously we've been in uh, weird circumstances this year and we, everyone's had a lot more time in their homes so what yeah. type of things do you get up to do you like watching box sets or movies what, what sort of things you've been watching uh, yeah I've been I've been watching a fair few movies and during lockdown I've been I've been playing FIFA I've been, <laughs> been trying to trying to keep on top of everything uh, in terms of of watching TV, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been I've been watching a fair few films. There's not really much you can do apart from I I get out train in the morning and I got a whole day to do nothing. Yeah. Um, so I was just trying to. I I got a, I got a question, mate. Do you know what series he's in? <laughs> no, he doesn't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. Crime Watch, mate. Crime Watch. Is a, is a, is a, <laughs> that's what he was trying to get at. Is Have you seen me on yeah. telly? No, I wasn't. I, you, I don't know why you yeah, were going to bring that up. Love Island. <laughs> yeah. No, I was on the um, the one on ITV where we all went to an island to try and lose all the weight. <laughs> that's what I was on. No, you were. So <laughs> what, are, what box box sets, box socks? What box sets have you been watching or, or TV? What, what What's your fancy there, Lewis? Uh, I'm quite into some action. 
Yeah, so I've been watching Power. Oh, good one. Brilliant. Yeah, good one. Yeah. <laughs> good one. That's 50 Cent, isn't it? Oh, is yeah. that wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but for movies, I'm, I'm quite an emotional one, I think. Um, I like the Titanic. Oh, that's, a, oh, that's surprising. Bless. That's nice, though. Yeah. That, I tell you what, I was watching... Um, that, that was probably out before he was born. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I was watching a bit of um, Celebrity Goggle Box, right? Don't ask me why. I flicked over, and it was quite funny, right? So you had, you had people like Ryland and people like that on there, right? With Watching in twos and threes, and they watched Titanic, and yeah. every one of them had a tear in their eye at the end when he slips <laughs> away. I couldn't believe oh, it. God. Uh, She's very selfish. He could easily have fitted on that door, couldn't he? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Lewis, if you what had to, bitch. if I had to put, you know, life or death situation, top three films of all time, what would they be? Going from three to one. Okay. Um, now we know Titanic's number one. <laughs> yeah, Titanic's number one. Um, Gladiators number two. Oh, oh, Sean, class. Another sad ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, number three. Would be Wolf of Wall Street. Nice. Wolf of Wall Street. Right, yeah. Nice. yeah, lightened it up a bit. I thought you were going to say Watership Down or something. <laughs> <laughs> really kill me off. We saw, the, we saw the, the other side of Louis Rees Summit there, but yeah. until he went Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Diff- Come on. Three different films there, weren't it? Uh, <laughs> huh? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Fair play. If there was a movie to be made about Louis Rees Summit, so it's Louis Rees Summit, the epic movie, who is going to play you in the film, mate? Oh. Does it have to be an actor? I mean, it would help because then you know it's half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> but be no, you want it could be wherever you want it to be, man. Uh, probably Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he just loves Titanic, doesn't he? He loves Titanic. He's a Leo Titanic. fan. He's a Leo yeah. fan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting yeah. for the guest. I'm waiting for the guest who says, "Well, I'll pay myself." Yeah. <laughs> that was you. You already said that, yeah. did I? Yeah. I used oh. to say Danny DeVito <laughs> when people ask me. <laughs> but you know, Kyle said the Rock. The Rock, oh, yeah, that's who's playing me, The Rock. He's looking in the wrong mirror. <laughs> uh, the, the boulder. <laughs> but at least you don't have to worry about that anymore, mate, too much. Uh, you can fit your gaming around and you're, and you're watching around your training. So, you're, you know, obviously you've had a great restart now back. What was it like playing 15, by the way? Would you prefer that or on the wing? Uh, no, nah, it's just another option. Um, obviously, that's the first time I played 15. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was quite fun, to be fair. We didn't get much ball, so it wasn't... It wasn't the best for attacking, but I was just I was just trying to do what I do for the team, and I couldn't really do that much that game because yeah. <laughs> we did uh, we didn't play very well. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's another option to play, and uh, as long as I can play all, all three positions, it's it's good. And you're always learning, I suppose, as well. You know, if you if you're playing fifteen, you're playing different positions, so you kind of. You're kind of learning the trade of the guy that's inside you or outside you as well. You know, as a winger, yeah. you're you're almost like a fullback anyway, especially when you're covering kicks. Yeah, you work yeah. in that pendulum of three of you back yeah. and forth. So it's a, just another string to your bow, isn't it? And look, yeah, exactly. it, it, it's it's going to help you as well when there is squad and team selections because you can play in that position. You obviously weren't out of place there. You're a big, tall, rangy guy. Um, you know, Aussie rules style where you can go up and, and compete. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have a chance jumping against you, to be fair. You're about three foot taller than me. So uh, it's another string to your bow. But um, yeah. obviously, the, you know, depending on what happens next, there are going to be Welsh games coming up. What's your, what's, your, what's your mindset with that now? Are you going to go in with the same mindset, the Six Nations? Or do you think now, honestly speaking, you're ready to, to put that jersey on and start for Wales? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I 
to be honest, I thought I was ready before, but it just didn't come. So yeah. I'm right, in fact, right answer, I'm, right answer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm more than ready now. Um, I think when I do get my opportunity, and um, hopefully I'll take it. But you know, I, I'm just I'm not really focusing on the Wales thing yet. We've still got another five games for Gloucester to play. And, um, I need to keep keep my form up, otherwise I won't even get in the squad. Oh, yeah. So when it, if it does come, then yeah, I will I will take my opportunity. Great, mate. Well, Good look, man. we wish you all the best. Uh, we'll Thank be following you. you. Uh, don't forget to all our listeners now that uh, Lewis Reece Zamet, our very special guest, is an ambassador for Sporting Minds UK, doing great things regarding young uh, elite athletes or just young athletes helping raise £10,000. So please go to their social media at Sporting Minds UK and donate and help. They want to raise £10,000 by the 25th of November. Uh, Lewis, we wish you all the best with Gloucester for the remainder of the season and for selection in the up and coming internationals. We'll be following you. Make sure you tune into Tuesday Club, yeah? Yeah, Yeah, we'll do it. And it's it's good to speak to you, buddy. Hopefully, we'll catch up soon. Yeah, 100%. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to it. Cheers, Paul. Bye bye. Thanks, Thanks, Lewis. Brilliant. Brilliant, boy. See ya. Well, Lewis Reesamid, eh? Fantastic. Nice kid, didn't he? Yeah, lovely kid. And assuming, but, Shane, and you've been. You know, pretty much like him in that situation. Everybody was talking about you, right? You know, when are you going to pick this guy? He's got to get a red jersey on, even if he was three times too big for you when you first played. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he, he's... He's the Jameses. Yeah. He's had it now. He's, he's had that because of his form, you know, and his try-scoring ability. He seems like a confident kid. He, he, he is. Like, I've, I've never met him, and I, I can tell you just from speaking to him on a, on a Zoom call that... Um, He's very grounded, isn't he? Uh, intelligent boy. And he's done exactly what he had to. You know, he's bided his time. He's he's trained with the best there, Liam Williams and George North. He's learnt a lot from them, I can assure you. He's come away and thought, all right, okay, gutted. I didn't play. I should. You could tell by him. He, he thought that he should have been oh, playing. You, that, that last question was a brilliant question yeah. by you, co-host. That, thank you very much. I'm getting good at this. So he knew, you know, just by speaking to him there, you know that he he knows he's ready. And that's that's why I asked him, you know, if he's get, you know, if he's ready to go now again, very grounded. And I think if he takes, that's all he needs to do, right? He's got the ability, he's got the pace, um, he's certainly got the confidence. That's all he has to do is that when he gets his chance, play like he does mm. for Gloucester. It's yeah. it's a game of rugby. It's nothing different. The intensity rises. There's more people watching you, and you are playing against a, a, a I suppose a group of better quality players. But what you do is exactly the same as yeah. what you're doing on yeah. the field for Gloucester. So yeah. I think he's got that. So I'm, you know, I hope he gets his chance. I hope he stays mm. injury free now, keeps doing what he's yeah. doing for Gloucester, yeah. and I can assure you he'll be playing in the yeah. next couple of games for Wales. There'll be nobody watching him though. <laughs> no, Kyle, <laughs> okay, well, from a fan's point of view, you've been banging the drum. To be fair, you know, he's got to play now for you, isn't he? As a fan, who want you want to see him in a red shirt, don't you? Well, I, I, I wanted him to play against Italy because I thought you know no disrespect to the Italians but they haven't done very well in the Six Nations the last sort of five to ten years why not blood them in when you know you're going to get well you not know you're going to get a win but there's more chance of you winning that game where you know even if they brought him in you know 65 70 minutes just yeah. to give him a run on the mm-hmm. pitch to see the atmosphere to get on the field with the boys or whatever 
it was like uh, a couple of years ago, Wales v Samoa, or one of the Pacific Island teams. Um, Alex Cuthbert had a terrible game. They had Keelan Giles on the bench, and he was he was massively in form. And Japan, just, Japan, wasn't it? Was it Japan? Yeah. And they just left yeah. him, and they didn't bring him on. Ja- and I thought if he had that ball. He would have. He would have definitely wouldn't have dropped in in the five meter line like Alex. He was unlucky, I think, in the sense. Yeah, he, I, I think he should have been involved in some capacity against Italy because you, you are right. If there's a team you want a bloody youngster, it's that. Even if it's just twenty minutes at the end, just to get him on that field where you get the stadium up on their feet because everyone wants this kid to play. Yeah. The problem was that Wales kind of scraped through that game, didn't they? Yeah. And it was very difficult after they couldn't couldn't buy a win no. and then the last thing you're going to do as a coach then is going to go all right well if i've got i'm going to pick uh lewis now it looks like your it's, it's panic stations yeah. Yeah. so because of that reason and only because of that reason i think that he was just put to the side and he was like no it, you know we got to have our experience on here because we have to win the games okay and it's a detriment to 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 him really but Look, he's going to get his chances, isn't he? Let's he, be honest. He I was, hope so. He was almost a victim of the fact that it was the new coaching team's first game, yeah. wasn't it? And they hadn't had a run up into it, you know. Well, one game they had against yeah. the Barbers. Yeah. So, it? but there we are. We, you know, we know his quality. We can see he's a level-headed guy, and he's, you know, he's really confident yeah. in his own ability, and he's going to get gonna his chance. He'll be fine. He's going to be something. Wait, well, that's the end of this week's Tuesday Club. Kyle, what do you think of our new co-host? Didn't he do well? Ah, he's all right, you know. <laughs> he's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just worried that I'll take over. Because it, you well, know. Well, especially with you two and you a long relationship, I'm worried I'm going to be booted out the side door if I can fit uh, with these arms. Fine, you're, you're, fine. you're like you're like the. Um, you always need a talking actor in these things. Yeah, you, you do. do. Yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. fine. Jeepers creepers! I, I don't know why Started I asked already, you to be coming on here. You'll be coming to my house again, will you? You don't like me anymore. Uh, do you know? I'm just looking on the Zoom. There. I think this is could be getting a little sign on the door there. I mean, nice little setting for the Tuesday yeah. club, is. Well, we're off and running with our new co-host Shane Williams. He's like. Lewis Rees Summit in his first international confident cocky taking over yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. I love the, yeah 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 pretty much I like it what a guest Lewis Rees Summit big thanks to you uh, big thanks to our partners uh, Buffoon Film and Media Adam and Moore and of course the Brit Pub in Carmarthen and don't forget Brad Sketchpad brilliant yeah, our new logo drawing, mate. and don't forget you can follow Lewis Rees Summit's um, social media where he's an ambassador for Sporting Minds UK that's at Sporting Minds UK you'll see Kyle Shane and myself next week on the Tuesday Club Wales cheers <laughs>